much for joining me today. I am Colleen Klimczak, Certified Professional Organizer. I own Peace of Mind Professional Organizing, LLC. Since 2003, I've been helping my clients live better lives through organizing and organizational and productivity coaching. In addition to organizing and coaching, I support my clients with a weekly newsletter, a weekly accountability and productivity session through professional speaking, blogging, and podcasting. If you want to finish strong with me this week, join me for Finish Line Friday every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central for a two-hour productivity session. Drop me an email at colleen at peaceofmindpo.com or follow the Zoom Room link on my Instagram or Facebook pages. So it has begun. I know I say that a lot, but this week, (laughs) what that means is, um, so I have a theory that September 1st is like a mini New Year's Day for a lot of people. I always feel a natural reset for myself around the back to school time, you know, end of August, beginning of September. And I'm even more convinced of that as August is shaping up as a mini December, at least for some of my clients. So similar to December, a handful of my coaching clients have taken a pause for a month and are scheduled to restart again in September. So what do you think, right? Drop me a line if you want to actually answer this question. Mostly it's just a a thought provoker, I hope. Um, Are August and September months like any other months for you? Or do you take time off in August, if not before, and then recommit to productivity in September? And of course, I wrote this and then... uh, As I record this on a Monday, I also have three phone calls today with new clients. So they are already feeling the new year as of early in August. So like I said, it just makes me think. So mostly it just sounds like a a time of transition for many of us. And I am glad to be together with you on that journey. Speaking of journeys, um, what I want to talk about today is how to never be late again. Doesn't that sound promising? I hope so. So um, I love to share this uh, content, especially at this time of year um, for back to school time or as we prepare to resume our normally scheduled lives after summer and vacation, etc. And also, if you want to check out my newsletter and resources this month, I'm going to be sharing a lot of back to school resources for Um, families with kids. So there you go. Just kind of planting that seed out there. What I want to talk about, like I said, are some ways to never be late again. Um, I actually wrote this content originally 11 years ago, um, which is kind of astonishing to me, but uh, is one of my first blog posts long ago and far away. There's five real topics that we'll talk about in this and um, maybe one of them, maybe more, will resonate with you. I certainly hope so. So every organizing challenge that we face requires time management to conquer it. Improving our time management skills creates good habits for using our time, either to add to current skills or maybe replace old bad habits. So today's ideas will help foster good time management habits and make life run more smoothly. So first up, did you know Americans waste 9 million hours total per day searching for misplaced items, according to the American Demographic Society. 9 million hours a day. 
That breaks down to each of us wasting an average of almost an hour a day, roughly 12 weeks a year, looking for things we know we own but can't find. So to never be late again, stop wasting time searching for stuff, right? So what we really need to do is establish a home for the important items that we cannot leave home without, like our cell phone or car keys, and commit to keeping them there while at home and at work. Maybe you need to invest in a small bowl, make it pretty if you'd like, make it the same at home or at your desk. I know I've talked about this in recent podcasts, but honestly, you know, making our getting ready habits go more smoothly are going to help us all day, every day. The other thing that we can do when we want to stop wasting time searching for stuff, obviously, is declutter because then there's just less to look through. But that is a conversation for another day. So what we need to do to never be late again is to ease that transition time by making sure we have the stuff we have to have to leave the house ready to go. Another idea that can help us to never be late again is to prepare to leave again as soon as you arrive home. Now, I just talked about this in a recent episode of my podcast, What Does Ready Look Like? And that was back in June. But what we need to do if we don't want to be late again is to reload our briefcase or supplies at the end of the day, right? Um, We can do this for home. We can do this for personal. And so what we need to do is figure out what our reload and ready looks like and make a habit of doing that every time we arrive home. Next up, if you want to never be late again, we need to be realistic and objective with our time estimates. And if you want to hear more about realistic time estimates, check out my second episode ever way back in December. And that was why time estimates matter. So a long time ago, I read an article in a parenting magazine. It was called Confessions of a Tardy Mom. And uh, you can think about these and you can tell me if you want, if any of these resonate with you. So we like to say that we don't worry about time, but we totally do. Um, We just might not think about it. Sometimes I honestly think that I can drive eight miles in eight minutes. And if I'm on the expressway, that works. If I'm anywhere else, it doesn't. Sometimes I also think that I can get through the grocery in five minutes. And if you've ever been to the grocery, that is highly unlikely. Uh, I also often like to think that I can do two hours of work in 45 minutes, which is ridiculous and unrealistic and dooming myself to failure. And the other thing that we do, and I really, really like this one, so I'm going to talk about this one a little longer, is very often as we are trying to get out of the house on time for either ourselves or our kids, uh, we let optimism win out over experience. So if your kids are little, let's say you have a seven-year-old, and if every day you say, okay, buddy, it's time to get ready for school, and every day they don't actually know what that means, and every day you're running late, you are letting optimism win out over experience. So if every day experience tells you that your way is not working and yet you don't change it, you are just being optimistic that it's going to change without you doing anything to change it. And I got to tell you, that's not going to work. So what we need to do is be realistic with our time estimates. We need to be objective and truthful. And we also need to make sure that our experiences reflect our expectations. So again, if you you know tell your kids every day, okay, it's time to go, and that never actually happens the way it's supposed to, 
we need to go back and either teach ourselves or teach those others around us, right? So we want to make sure that experience wins out over optimism. Another suggestion that I have is called what I call next stepping. And um, I work through this process with my clients and myself all like every day, probably. So what it looks like is actually really simple. Um, Today, look at tomorrow's schedule and plan ahead now instead of reacting tomorrow. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. For example, this week, my Wednesday starts with a client appointment at 8 a.m. And she just texted me this morning and asked me to pick up some moving boxes for her. After I'm done with that client appointment, I then have an hour drive uh, to give a four-hour time management presentation, and then I need to drive back in time for a board meeting that evening. So the night before, I will get my gear ready. I will pick up boxes at Home Depot for my organizing client. I will get my bag ready with my presentation materials and a change of clothes for my presentation. And I'll also set aside my board work and briefcase, all of that lined up by the back door to make the next day flow better. So that is a very useful habit, uh, routine that you'd like to get, if you'd like to get into it. I can't tell you how much stress that saves me um, day to day. You know, I used to do that with my kids too when they were little. We would look at the day starting with right now, right? And then move forward. So maybe that was eating breakfast, getting bags to the back door, reviewing assignments, making sure their lunch was in the backpack, you know, considering what after school extracurriculars they had lined up for the day, you know, whatever that might be. And then we might even look ahead to tomorrow or later in the week to avoid last minute emergencies. And finally, to never be late again, we need to understand and embrace the difference between load time and leave time. Load time versus lead time. Are you with me on that one? Sometimes our time management issues are our own and sometimes they are created by others, but most often they're a blend of both. Over the weekend, for example, I talked to a professor friend. I was pondering um, this article, right? And we chatted about time management and she admitted that she is late to her own classes because she can't make it down the hallway without being stopped by others. So other people interrupt her, which is their issue, but she allows the interruption to make her late, which is her issue. So let's say a meeting is for is set for 10 a.m. and it's five minutes away. So in a perfect world, we could leave at 9.55 and arrive on time. But of course, we do not live in a perfect world. Load time is rarely leave time. So to never be late again, we have to start factoring in that extra five minutes or 10 minutes of cushion to respect our time and the time of everyone else around us. Personally, when my kids were little, I needed to realize that one child will always have to run back into the house for something before we head to school. Professionally, we have to realize that if the meeting starts at 10, we really need to arrive by 9.50 to network and prepare instead of arriving right at 10 and also interrupting then everyone else. So using my friend's story as an example, if you too have a difficult time getting to a meeting on time, set the alarm clock on your cell phone to chime warnings at like 10 minutes, five minutes and two minutes to class time, which also gives us an opportunity or a way to break out of unsolicited conversations in the hallway or maybe in the car. Um, So those are 
five different ideas, maybe six to think about this week. I can't guarantee that you'll never be late again, but trying one or more of these ideas can certainly help. So give them a try and let me know what you tried and what worked for you. If you would like to explore topics like this and others for organizing and productivity, drop me a line via email at colleen at peaceofmindpo.com or message me through any of my social media platforms, Facebook or Instagram. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next week. Oh,